G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. You might want to cast your memory back just a couple of weeks. You might have caught the U.S. Super Bowl, which is one of the biggest sporting events in the world. In fact, it's got fans all over the world. And one of the things that the Super Bowl is famous for, apart from the halftime entertainment, is the fact that so many companies and organisations spend huge amounts of money just getting a Super Bowl ad on for the people to see during what is a giant sporting match. Now, you might have caught it, but there was one particular ad that was called the Jesus Footwashing TV ad. And a lot of money was spent... And it has caused a little bit of concern because not everybody gets the ad, which is called He Gets Us. Bill Muhlenberg's been thinking through the issue and he's back with us. Hey, Bill, welcome back to 2020. Thanks again. Bill, the Jesus foot washing ad, uh, I saw it as you did. Uh, What are your concerns about the ad? Yeah, well, I mean, many Christians are quite happy with it. They're glad it's there. Their line is basically anything that gets us to think or talk about Jesus has got to be a good thing, right? Oh, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, you know, partly depends what it is and what it tells us about Jesus or what it doesn't tell us about Jesus. I mean, you know. Pretty much anything could get you thinking about Jesus. You could be sitting at another sporting event. The guy next to you is cursing a blue streak, uh, you know, cursing the name of God because his team is losing. Well, that might get you to think about Jesus or God, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best way to lead a non-Christian, especially into thinking good thoughts, proper thoughts about Jesus. So, I mean, I get what people are saying. If it makes them think about Jesus, yeah, it it could be a good thing. And for some, it may well have been. Uh, But I'm thinking if you're going to have 30 or 60 seconds and spend about $100 million, (laughs) which is a lot of money, and that's evidently what was spent, I would think you'd want to be as clear and precise and biblically sharp as you can be. So in my piece, I look at some of those passages. In fact, I begin with one from Matthew 4, right? After Jesus did all the, in Matthew, read about his birth and, you know, when he was 12, the wilderness temptation. But then it says, after all this, Jesus began to preach. So you sit up and take notice. Okay, here's Jesus, first time coming to give his message. I wonder what he said. Well, how convenient. We know in verse 17 of chapter 4, Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And of course, if you read on, repentance was the message of Jesus, John the Baptist, the disciples. There's no question about that. So again, you got 60 seconds, 100 mil. Uh, to get across what is the really core fundamental message of Jesus, uh, 
kind of a vague, wishy-washy he gets us, or, hey, we're actually sinners headed to a lost eternity, and uh, Jesus is calling us to repent and get right with God. I must admit, when I first saw it, uh, which was just after the 2020 program on the Super Bowl day, and uh, and people were gathered around a, a screen and we watched the ad, and I said, well, you know what, there's essentially something right in here. Jesus did come to serve, and uh, he came to seek and save the lost, but there's a servanthood about Jesus, which is such a very positive message. Now, all the people that he was washing the feet there uh, included uh, everyone from different levels of society, including the controversial groups that we're often talking about as opponents of Christianity. And I remember saying, yes, it's true Jesus did come and he did show by example that leadership is a foot-washing exercise. But I remember standing back from the screen afterwards thinking, I wonder who paid for this? What's the motivation that's coming for presenting Jesus in this way? Because uh, there is something, and I'll get that to, uh, I'll get your thoughts on that in just a moment, but there is a sense in which who pays for these things is very important, Bill. Any thoughts from you around motivations here? Yeah, well, obviously whoever is dishing out that kind of money is, you know, if he has a particular slant, that might come through. Uh, there's been some discussion as to who exactly bankrolled the whole thing. Uh, some have looked at some of the people associated with Chosen and so on, which includes some groups that may not be fully evangelical. Uh, some Christian businessmen in the U.S. have been said to help finance this. In fact, the leftist critics of ads say it's exactly because kind of more conservative Christians are behind it. So regardless of who exactly did dish up all the money, yeah, you're going to get some kind of slant. And many critics have said that it tends to look more of a kind of a, you know, a woke progressive Christianity, kind of those of the religious left, right? A lot of things Christians of our ilk might be concerned about. You had the people being, uh, having their feet washed say, woman outside of an abortion clinic or what looks like a transgender guy and so on. Uh, and again, if your message is only he gets us and you're washing feet and nothing more, well, then, again, depends on what you're trying to say, right? If you're trying to say Jesus loves sinners, well, yes, that's true. Uh, but you'd want to be a little bit more detailed. Uh, for one, the only record we have of Jesus washing feet were his own disciples, right? He never washed the feet of sinners. Some people might be thinking of the prostitute, right, with her hair, who actually washed the feet of Jesus, but that's the other direction. So the point is, um, if you're trying, well, I guess the aim, right, is to reach non-Christians and let them know about Jesus and what he's like. So, well, as I wrote my piece to say he gets us is, well, yeah, it's kind of obvious. He's God. Of course God gets us. He knows everything about us, right? There's nothing he does not know. And the truth is he knows that every single one of us are sinners heading to a lost eternity, and that unless we come to faith and repentance in Christ, the very reason he came, uh, we're heading to a lost eternity. So uh, to simply put a message out there that he gets us and that he's seemingly happy and proud of 
whether trans or homosexuals or abortionists or those going to have an abortion, again, seems to be a bit misleading, sending kind of confusing signals as if the only thing about Jesus is he loves everybody just as they are. He accepts them just as they are. End of story. But of course, we know that is not the end of the story. Of course, the challenge is there, isn't it? Uh, That when you've got Jesus washing the feet of the disciples and modeling what leadership is, uh, you've got the ad that shows Jesus washing the feet of those who were sometimes sinners, sometimes enemies of the church. And you could misconstrue or you could construe that to look like Jesus endorsing the behavior yeah. of the sinfulness. Is that yeah. where you think the weakness is in that ad? Yeah, yeah, no, I think that's probably the main issue. Again, 100 mil, 60 seconds or 30 seconds, you really want to get it right as much as you can. So, in fact, in my piece, I offer about five or six very short and sweet biblical uh, quotes, right? If you said, why did Jesus come? Well, good news is the Bible tells us, often in one line phrase, you know, Mark 10, 45, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost, to give his life a ransom for many. He came to call the righteous, not them, but sinners to repentance. He says, for judgment, I come into this world that those who see may not, those who who are blind can see. Timothy, you know, Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, just on and on throughout the Gospels, the epistles. Uh, Why did Jesus come? His reason for being here was we're all sinners, we're all lost, we're all in need of redemption, and that's why Jesus Christ died a cruel death on the cross, so that we can get out of the really ugly predicament we're in. But do you get that message in these ads? Uh, I'm not sure. If you're, if I was Joe Pagan and I saw that, as you say, you'd kind of think, hey, I'm a trans guy or I've just had an abortion and Jesus seems to love me and he wants to wash my feet. And hey, good news. He likes me just the way I am. So that's, that's an issue. And I suppose even in another less important thing, but sometimes we just need culturally significant uh, parallels. I mean, the truth is, back then, you know what? Washing feet was actually very practical and important. What happened? You have dusty roads, you guys, guys walking with sandals or bare feet. So back then, to actually wash somebody's feet was very vital, very important. Guess what? I think in Melbourne today, Chicago, London, Right. Not many of us need our feet to be washed. So for some, it it would totally lose the kind of significance and meaning it did 2000 years ago. So maybe if anything, if you want to be culturally relevant, you know what? Wash their car or fill their car up with a, uh, you know, a tank full of petrol. That might be the equivalent today of what Jesus did back then. So on a lot of levels, I'm just not sure how a modern pagan, right, living in Melbourne or Washington or wherever, how he's really going to get much out of these sorts of ads. Is it possible that while lots of Christians will have polarized one side or the other and saying, oh, that's too woke, or saying, oh, isn't that a wonderful representation of Jesus, that you might land on a place where you would say, by way of hospitality, 
the owner of a house with guests coming to dinner might wash their feet so that they are comfortable and in a hospitable way be very welcoming. Uh, But the context that you and I perhaps appreciate is that Jesus washing the disciples' feet and demonstrating this servanthood. You know, if you can't do, if you can't let me wash your feet, you have no place with me. Uh, so there's a sort of uh, maybe the jury's out. Um, any thoughts from you, Bill? I think you're leaning uh, one way to say it should have been a little bit more accurate, but uh, is the jury out for some? Well, again, the real aim of any communication is that the person you're trying to reach actually understands what you're saying and gets the core vital message. So I would suspect if we took a poll of 100 either Americans or Australians who are non-Christians, saw the ads, asked them, what is the message of this? I'm guessing, but if you're typical Joe Pagan, right, I would suspect the majority would say, oh, This Jesus, he loves me as an abortionist or as somebody who's going to get an abortion. Jesus loves me as a homosexual or a trans person. Well, no. Is that true? Well, yeah. Jesus loves sinners. That's why he came, to die for sinners. But if you were only to get that impression, if you were only to get that message and not take it to its obvious second half, that Jesus loves us enough as we are to not leave us the way we are, right? That is the core Christian message. Yes, he loves alcoholics, he loves criminals, he loves gang leaders, but uh, unless you repent of your sin, repent of your selfishness, your, you know, rejection of God and turn to him on his terms and conditions— Uh, Well, you're certainly not making it to heaven, which is why uh, some folks, as I show in my piece, actually put together another 60-second ad, but they called it something different. They said, he saves us. And what is it? In 60 seconds, they feature ex-homosexuals, ex-gang leaders, ex-New Agers, ex-witches, right? Go through the list. Ex-jihadists. People who were all sinners, yes, Christ loved them, but they are no more, right? Go back 1 Corinthians 6, right, 9 to 11. And such were some of you, after Paul lists all these, right? Some of you were adulterers, fornicators, homosexuals, but he says, and such were some of you. You've been changed. You've been saved. You've been turned around by the transforming power of Christ. Now, that is the Christian gospel, and that, I think, is pretty clear. You get a pagan watching something like that, and then they think, whoa, that's a little bit different from he gets us. So, yeah, you know, we, we can pray for the guys who put this ad out, and we pray that some people were touched by the message, but Could we maybe have done better if you and I were given 100 mil? Would we have done it maybe differently? I think perhaps we might have. (laughs) So for some, there is the benefit of the doubt. If you saw the Jesus foot washing ad for the U.S. Super Bowl and you thought that foot washing was a nice expression of Jesus because sometimes we think of cleansing Um, That may be a way to communicate to people who are ignorant of the full facts of the gospel that Jesus cleanses, uh, but for others falls a little bit short because a different take on leadership 
or whether that's an endorsement of different lifestyles. There's different ways to look at that ad. But my encouragement would be to read the latest article that Bill Muhlenberg's written this week. It's called Jesus, Foot Washing and TV Ads. You'll be able to find it all about the He Gets Us ad at BillMuhlenberg.com or you can simply Google Culture Watch One Word. Bill, always appreciate your insights. Thanks so much for another great set of insights today on 2020. Thanks again, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.